The Warriors are the NBA champions again. And I think we kind of called it last week here on the podcast when we talked about leveling up our skills like Steph. Last Monday's episode, if you missed it, I hope you'll go back and check it out. Welcome to Chasing Greatness, the podcast where we help you win at work, win at home, and win at life. And it's Monday. We're winning at work today. And we're going to look at the flip side of what we talked about last week. We talked about skills last week. Today, we're going to look at, at character as we uh, jump into the show. Thanks for listening. And let me let me tell you what you've done. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Really fired up. We have hit 30,000 downloads. So it doesn't sound like a lot if you have millions. But for us, I'm, I'm fired up because we just hit 25,000 just a, just a few weeks ago. And you guys have done that. And thank you so much for sharing. I hope today you'll hear something that will help you in your own life and leadership. But you know, as we try to chase greatness here, it's not just about reaching our own potential. We're really trying to help those around us uh, be great as well. And so you're going to think of somebody today that could benefit. And I hope you'll you'll continue to share and uh, do what you're doing to help us grow. We're, we're putting this content out, hopefully trying to make the world a better place. And I know most of the people listening here, that's who you are. You're leaders. You're, you're people that are just like me. You're You're just really trying to make your world better where you are. And, and if this serves you well, uh, we're excited about that. Let me, let me tell you about a couple of things that are going on. As you know, it is anniversary week, not just anniversary week. Today is my anniversary. My, my wife and I, Laura, we're celebrating 35 years today. And so I'm, I'm fired up about marriage. I've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. If you listen, you know that I shared 35 things you can do to stay hopefully happily married for 35 years. I've shared that the last two Wednesdays. Uh, we did the Sweet 16 on, on the first week. And then last week, I gave you the last 19. And Laura has agreed to join us. And so this Wednesday, two days from now, if you are um, if, if you are interested in gaining some wisdom, which we're going to talk about here in just a second, uh, Laura is going to be here and she's going to be dropping some wisdom on us. We're going to actually discuss some of those 35 things that, that I made my list I think it's helped us, and, and I'm, we're going to get her perspective on some of those, and I think the next two weeks will will be great there. And then uh, on Fridays, we're doing our uh, what I'm calling a summer series, and we're just jumping into some just some basic stuff to help us win at life. And we talked about f- how we fuel our bodies a couple of weeks ago, our nutrition and, and some of that. If you've not heard that episode, I hope you'll go back and check that one out as well. And and then, and then some of you reached out last week. We did our, our day on what, what I called move, and it was about uh, how we exercise. And some of you worked, you, you reached out and told me you're working out, and, and uh, that, that was exciting. That's good. We're going to do one on rest this Friday. So if, you, if you're, you're feeling tired, you're going to want to tune in on Friday. Uh, we're going to talk about that. So let's jump in today and talk here just a second about winning at work this week and as, as I said last week we talked about leveling up our skills I think there's a, another side of leadership of life really that we don't talk about enough and that's the character side of our lives the character side of our leadership and we always use the word integrity we think that's a, an important word here um, on the podcast. It's an important word because it, it comes from our math word integer, which which is a whole number. It life is 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 holistic. It's not just uh, if you have great skills, you're going to be a, a, a great leader. That's really not true. I mean, it, there's so many leaders who who are very skilled, but they they ignored the character side. They didn't forget how to lead meeting or meetings or cast vision or give speeches or solve problems, build teams. I mean, they're they're really great at those things, but it was their character. 
And I, I think one of the things is I watched those NBA finals last week. Um, it, it was the character of that, of that culture that the Warriors have built just able to overcome so much adversity over the last few years with injuries and, and the team, you know, just so many challenges on the team. And, and this, this team now has won four championships in eight years. And it's, they're obviously very skilled. We talked about that, as I said last week, but, but it, it, it's the character that that's keeping them together. And it seems like to me, as I watch them, they like each other too, which is kind of cool. So uh, I mean, a lot of teams in the past have kind of blown up because they, they couldn't get along, had too many egos, and that character side just shows up everywhere. The first time I saw it, I think, or the first time I, I really had this concept that I really embrace now was, I'm not sure, maybe fifth grade elementary science class where my teacher showed us uh, the iceberg, and if, you, if you've heard us talk before uh, or been to one of our events, you know we use this iceberg as a as a picture of leadership. I think it's the best picture of of what it means to lead that that I can find. Uh, an iceberg has about ninety percent of the mass below the waterline, they say, and there's about ten percent above. Well, I think the ten percent above does represent our skills. We do need to be able to lead meetings and solve problems and build teams and all those things. Uh, we got to be able to cast vision and develop people. Those are skills. We got to have those. But ultimately, uh, like my, my, my old friend Mark Miller, uh, who I refer to some, Mark and I do a lot of content together and we write a lot together. And Mark always says, if your heart's not right, nobody cares about your skills. And I think that's so true. And when he wrote his book, The Heart of Leadership, it, it helped us think about how do we not just develop our heart, but guard our heart. How do we make sure that our heart is right, that character side of our leadership? And as we go into the, the last what we'll call the last week of the first half of the year. I mean, we're, we're here we go into last week of June uh, this coming week. And I, I think it's a, it, it's almost like halftime in the year. We did this last year. We talked a little bit about uh, having a reset in the middle of the year. And uh, I, I want to do that here in my own life. And I want to challenge you to do that. And I'm going to give you our five little heart habits that we teach everywhere we go. And I'm going to ask you some questions here as you think about Re, re making some what I'll call just some a, a little bit of a reset as you go into the second half of the year. We're gonna we're just gonna do a little bit of evaluating. How's it going for you? What what's what's the current state of your heart? And so we use this little acronym that we that spells the word heart and and I'll give it to you here. And but I think there's some specifics that will help us think about it a little bit of in a fresh way today. So the first idea here is, is do we hunger for wisdom? That's the H. Do we hunger for wisdom? We think that your ability to make wise decisions is going to be catalytic in creating a legacy. I mean, it, it honestly, a wise decision is always the best decision. And and yet, how many times are we uh, affected by somebody who doesn't make a wise choice? And I go even back to our, our parenting here. My, my wife was always telling our kids, let's make the wise choice. I think that's just a, such a, uh, you know, she was not just a smart wife. She's a, she's a wise mom as well. And, and I love that idea of hungering for wisdom. So as you think about your first half of the year, what are you doing to help yourself grow into a wise leader? Wise leaders are, uh, are honestly the most fun to follow, if you ask me. I mean, I, I, who, no, nobody wants to follow a foolish leader. Nobody wants to follow a, a leader who is not growing. And 
and, and as you think about working on your wisdom into the second half of the year, are you where you want to be? Have you, have you been growing personally, professionally, uh, not just personally, but even in, in, in some of the areas of your personal life? Are you, you think about your finances or your fitness or some of the things we've even your nutrition, all those things are, are you growing in the way you think about those things? Are you, are you getting better to build the life that you really want to have uh, the life that's going to be the most productive and the life that's going to help the most people. I think that's important. And and again, I think just going back to what am I reading? Who am I hanging out with? Where am I going? What am I learning? Are you a learner? And if you are satisfied with how you've learned in the first half of the year, congratulations. Let's double down in the second half and make sure we we continue to do what we've been doing. But if but if you're listening and there's a gap and what you intended to do and what you actually did, now's the time to make an adjustment. You do not want to wait. You really do want to, to make deposits every day into your, your what we'll call the wisdom bucket. And if, you're, if your tank is running a little bit on empty here, it, it's the time. So you got to schedule some time for, for wisdom. It's, it's, not, it's not just going to pop up on your calendar unless you put it there. You're going to have to schedule some time to read. You're going to have to schedule some time to hang out with, with a coach or a mentor or somebody who's, who you can borrow some wisdom from. And, and really, there's probably a place or two that you could go and you could learn something on your journey here. So let's hunger for wisdom. All right, number two, let's, let's expect the best. As you go into the second half of the year, I want you to think about your biggest challenge that you're currently facing, the one that's really kind of nagged at you the first half of the year, or maybe it's just popped up in the last week or two. And what's your level of expectancy for that getting better in the second half of the year? The best leaders, they they don't just hunger for wisdom. They also expect the best. They have this heart habit of optimism, of positivity, of believing that they can bring change when challenges show up. And if you've got something in your life right now that's hard, do you have a, a belief that things can be better? And I would just uh, remind you here that you're going to need to lead your way out of what you've behaved your way into. Let's lead our way out of what we've behaved our way into. Some of the things that we're up against right now, some of the challenges we're facing are, are challenges because we have allowed them to pop up. We've not done the things that we knew we should. We've not been disciplined. We've not been structured, strategic. Think about the things that have allowed this to pop up in your life. And some of those, I'm guessing you have control over. I know there's some areas that I'm I'm challenged by right now, and I've allowed those challenges to pop up. Now, there are some things that are in our lives that are circumstances that we have no control over. And, and yet, I don't know of any circumstance that's beyond my control where negativity or, or a, a, a sense of doubt has, has actually helped the situation go away. In fact, I would say that a sense or a, a, an attitude of positivity, a sense of belief has actually helped overcome some of the circumstances that I've faced. And I'm guessing the same is true for you. And so as you think about your biggest challenge right now, are you expecting the best? It's a heart habit. We're going to have to work on it. You're going to have chances every day to face challenges do you have this sense of belief and sense of optimism? And as I watched the NBA Finals and heard some of the stories afterwards, it was it was pretty cool to see Clay Thompson. Uh, if you don't know the you know the Warriors and much about them, Clay Thompson's a guy who uh, a couple of years ago he tore his Achilles, or I think he tore his ACL first, 
and he missed a whole year. And then he tore he came back and he literally tore his Achilles tendon and he missed another year and a half. I mean, he, he goes almost a thousand days without playing basketball and now comes back and their team is able to they, they'd won these three championships before. Now they're able to win another one. It's incredible. This guy, he talked about how he just kept believing day after day uh, in his rehab. I even saw a commercial they showed him on on crutches on the first day where he took his first step and then all the way through. Can you imagine the resilience to overcome something that you really – I guess he did have some control over it. If he hadn't played the game, he probably wouldn't have got injured. But but there's – it's just, man, these circumstances he was dealt and he just kept overcoming those. And I'm guessing there's something going on in your life right now that's, that's challenging. What's your sense of belief? Do you have a, an expect the best mentality? All right, here's number three. Let's accept responsibility. That's the A. Accept responsibility. Hard habit leaders, they – accept responsibility and the way we define that is we say they they accept responsibility for those their actions and the actions of those they lead so as you think about your life right now some of those challenges that you're facing is it possible that you you haven't accepted responsibility for what's going on in your own personal life if you think about your you know we talked about our nutrition and we talked about our our exercise the last couple weeks on fridays and, and as I think about some of those things, I, I'm, I'm in total control over how much I move and what I put in my body, and you are too. And if I've not accepted responsibility, it's real easy for me to get to a place of denial, to, to think I'll do it tomorrow, I'll start, you know, at, at what point am I going to start? I mean, I, I, how many times can I say I'm going to start on Monday? I think at some point I've got to own it. I've got to accept responsibility. And, and those are just the areas that I have control over, my finances, my, you know, my, my relationships, all those kind of things. Now, when I start thinking about my, my work team, I, and, and if they're struggling and I'm in charge and I'm the leader of a team, I've got to also accept responsibility for what's going on with them. And so am I leading them well? Most of the time when people that I've led in the past have struggled, it was not because they had a bad heart or they – you know, woke up in the morning and thought, I'm going to try to, you know, make Randy crazy today. Most of the time it's because I had not trained them. I had not led them well. I had not given them the resources they needed. I'd not held them accountable, whatever it was. And the, and the same thing could be true for you. So as you think about accepting responsibility, first half of the year, what's not going well right now, because you have not accepted responsibility. Where are you in denial right now? It's time to make an adjustment going into halftime here. Let's get this right. And let's go into the second half of the year and, and crush it. And, and that's only going to happen, though, if we accept responsibility. All right, here's the R. We want to make sure that we respond with courage. This is a hard habit. This is a character piece. It, leaders are never comfortable being comfortable, and yet how much time do we spend trying to get everything comfortable? If I could just get the right team, if I could get the right relationship going, if I could get the right amount of money, or if I could get my kids to behave a certain way, it's just been Father's Day yesterday. So it's like, you know, we're thinking about thinking about our kids. It's been great having seeing everybody over the weekend. So much fun. But you you may be looking at your kids and think, well, if they would do this, or if I could get my 401k right, or if I could get this raise or this promotion, or if I could change jobs or get a new house or a new car, all those things, it, it, I, I, we'd be comfortable. And the goal for a leader is not to be comfortable. The goal really is to be courageous. Now, y'all know if you, you listen every week, I always, always uh, tell you guys that I love to read the Bible. And years ago, I was 
I was uh, actually about to quit my job. This was almost you know, over eight years. Uh, what have I been going now? Eight and a half years ago, I, I was going to quit my job. And, and I was really uh, struggling with this decision because uh, I had health insurance. <laughs> and I was thinking, how in the world am I going to take care of this family? That wasn't the only reason I was struggling. We had two girls in college and two in high school. And my wife and I really love living indoors. And so there's lots of reasons that I'm thinking about this financial decision. Am I really going to quit my job? And uh, I, I, I just kept hearing uh, in, in my heart over and over, be courageous, be courageous, make a courageous decision. Don't make a decision about comfort because I knew, you know, if I don't, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, if I don't do what I'm feeling like I'm supposed to do, I'm, I'm going to be an old man someday. Some of you may think I'm already an old man. I, I am getting up there, but I'm going to be an old man and I'm going to be disappointed and I'm going to have regret. I'm going to, I'm going to have regret because I didn't give it a shot and I'm going to be disappointed in myself because I was not a man of courage. And, and I really do want to have courage because the best leaders respond with courage. I, I knew if I gave it a shot and, and I, what I was doing is I was trying to go out and help more leaders and, you know, ended up starting a company. It was pretty cool how it all turned out. But, but at the time, as I look back and I think back on that uh, time in my life, I, I, I just, I realized if I, if I go give this a shot and I can't pull it off, I'll be disappointed in myself that I don't have what it takes to, to make a living in this way that I felt like I wanted to, you know, try to do that, but I wouldn't have any regret and I can live with disappointment. I mean, I've been disappointed in myself so many times in the past, but I don't want to live with regret and you don't either. And so this idea of responding with courage, as I go into the second half of the year, I've got a couple of projects that I'm, that I'm saying right now, this is going to happen. I, this is, I just told my team last week, we've got to make sure this happens as we go into the second half of this year. And I'm guessing you may have something right now that's holding you back in an area, or you may have an area that's not happening, and this lack of courage might be what's holding you back, like it was me. I, I, I started down the hole. I, I read the Bible you know, a minute ago, and, and so here's what happened. I, I go in the Bible, and <laughs> I, start, I start reading it, and it just keeps popping up over and over again. God keeps telling his people throughout history, be courageous, be courageous, be courageous. I'm thinking, why does it not just say, be courageous one time? Why, why does it say it over and over? It's because we forget. We need to be reminded to be courageous. Now, if you're not a Bible reader, don't waste your time if you're going to read it looking for the verse that says, be ye comfortable. <laughs> that verse is not in the Bible. I've read the whole thing. You're not going to find that verse. You'll find over and over again, be courageous, be courageous, be courageous. And so as, as you think about courage right now, what's holding you back? Where are you playing it safe? And when I say be courageous, I'm not talking about bungee jumping, which that'd be fun if we could go to New Zealand. I was supposed to have a trip to New Zealand a couple of years ago. They got canceled, uh, and we were all excited about that. that it, it'd be great to go to New Zealand and bungee jump. It'd be great to, to jump out of an airplane for some of you. It wouldn't be great for me. I, I'm not a big heights guy. But it, it, that's not the kind of courage I'm talking about kind of courage I'm talking about is, are you willing to admit you're wrong? Are you willing to um, own it when you have not been owning it? Are you willing to go to your team and say, I've not been accepting responsibility. I'm the reason we're struggling. I'm the bottleneck of what we're trying to do. Are you willing to have a hard conversation with your spouse or with someone else that's, that's um, 
you, you, the things just aren't right with you. And as you begin to think about these areas in your life, if you are playing it safe, if you're playing it comfortable, and you're living in denial, like we talked about with, with accepting responsibility, you've got these areas that are holding you back. You will never be comfortable chasing comfortable. It's just not going to happen. You're, you're comfortable as a leader. You're comfortable being courageous. You were born to be courageous. There is greatness in you. You should be chasing it. You should be going after how good can you be and how much can you help other people. And this respond with courage mindset is, is going to be very helpful. All right, here's, here's number five, hard habit number five. As we go into the second half of the year, let's do a little checkup here. I think this one is, I'll call it first among equals. It's, it's to think others first, to think others first. It's this idea of living last. It, it's, it's, it's serving other people. It's, it's being a serving or, or a servant leader. Uh, now, what do we mean by servant leader? It gets such a bad rap, this idea of, of, uh, of, of, of living your life in such a way that other people can score. We always talk about the offensive lineman mindset. They're not, they're not looking to get their name in the paper. And as I watched that basketball series last week, one of the things they talked about was that Steph Curry's ego had been small enough to allow Kevin Durant to come and play with them for a couple of years. They won a couple of championships, and Steph was willing to defer to help the team be better and, and all these guys, as you watch them play, they are so much more of a team when it comes to basketball than, than all these other, um, you know, superstars that, that are really good, but they're not able to play together. And basketball, it's really, really cool. I, I lived in uh, Knoxville several years ago, and I love uh, Pat Summit, who was the, 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 the Lady Vols uh, coach, uh, I still think, one of the best coaches in, in sports history and won all those championships. And, and one of the things they, they talked about, I had a chance to meet, meet Coach Summit and spend, spend a little bit of time with her, which was really cool. And one of the things they talked about in their team was it takes 10 hands to put the ball in the net. It, it's like all five people working together. It really doesn't matter who scores as long as we score and, and don't let them score. And I, I love this mindset of thinking others first. How can we help somebody? And so as you go into the back half of the year, who is it right now that you need to add value to? Who is it right now that you need to share credit with? Who is it right now that you need to encourage, that you need to, to resource them in such a way that they're able to accomplish something that they never would had you not you know leaned in and helped them? As we sort of wind this up today, I want to ask you this question. So are you a, right now, would you say, again, let's be honest, going into the second half of the year, have I been a, a serving leader the first half of the year or have I been a self-serving leader in the first half of the year? And as I go into the second half, what would I have to do? What difference would it, would it take for me to be a serving leader in the second half? So I've been thinking about... Uh, old Robert Frost. If you're a if you're a uh, a literature or I guess a poetry person, you'll you'll remember the name Robert Frost. He wrote a poem several years ago. Or what, how many years ago? I think in the early 1900s, 1916 maybe. He wrote a poem called "The Road Not Taken," and here's what he said. You've heard this if you were in high school, uh, you know, in, in in literature somewhere along the way. You've heard this poem. He two roads diverged in a yellow wood. Remember that, and and he the the author uh, writes, and and sorry, I could not travel both. I could I couldn't take both roads, and he and so he got to make a decision. 
And he says in the poem, I took the one uh, less traveled. Uh, I'm, I'm one traveler. I can't go down a boat. I took the one that, that was less traveled. And at the end of the poem, he, he, he says this, two roads, again, diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And as you think about your life and leadership going into the second half of the year, I do want you to be wise. I want you to hunger for wisdom. I do want you to be positive and have this expect the best mindset that you can overcome your challenges and make things better. I do want you to accept responsibility and, and really own your actions, not live in denial. I want you to be a courageous leader. Your community needs you. Your family needs you. Your business needs you. We need you to help make this world. There may just be a few thousand of us that are listening, but, but we can go make a difference. We, we can be courageous. Let's, let's do that. But all those things are great. But if at the end of the day, we are not thinking others first, we're not trying to help other people win, if we're being self-serving versus, versus serving, it, it, it honestly will not make the difference it can. As Frost says, it has made all the difference. I believe that which side of that coin you come down on, you, you, you decide to be a self-serving leader, it is going to make a difference. You're going to be remembered in that way, and you're, you're going to forfeit your legacy. And, and if you become a serving leader, how much fun is it going to be to be on your team. When Mark wrote The Heart of Leadership, I, I loved his subtitle. It was Becoming a Leader Others, Others Want to Follow. And as I think about my life and I think about your life, what better to be said about us than we were, we were skilled. I mean, I, I hope you're skilled. Again, go back last week, level up your skills. Let's get better the second half of this year. But more than that, I hope that people look at us and they say, you know what, I want to follow them. Not, not because of their skills, but because of their heart. Remember, if your heart's not right, nobody cares about your skills. So let's make sure we make some adjustments as we go into the second half of the year. And, and let's, have, let's have some heart habits built in. These five, I think, will help. And as we do that, I, I think we really can be leaders that others not just um, want to follow, but they, they, they want to follow it because they trust your heart. And so let's don't implode our leadership. Uh, we've got great skills. That's great. But, but we want to make sure that our heart's right as well. All right. That's it for this week. Um, we, we keep winning at work. Hopefully some of these things will help you in your life as well. Join us Wednesday for our, our, our conversation on our 35 things that we, we, we won't hit all 35, but Laura's going to join us and we're going to talk about a few of those things about our marriage. And then, and then on Friday again, we'll come back and get a, got a great episode on rest. All right. Love you guys. Go crush it this week. Let's have a great week and get ready for the, for a big second half of 2022.